0: Welcome to episode number 225 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And
1: I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is Black Ops. Our guest today is Argo J. Argo is a Second Amendment civil rights activist, a public school educator, and father of three. His passion for the Second Amendment is what led him to notice the different, differential treatment between Black Americans and the rest of the American populace when it comes to firearms.
0: He wrote a documentary called Black Ops, which stands for Black Opinion in Popular Society. Its main focus is to change the perception of Black Americans, specifically Black males, in regards to firearms. Argo J has partnered with American Defense Manufacturing to build an AR-15 rifle of his own called Bravo Oscar to support the funding of his documentary. Welcome to the show, Argo.
2: Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, and you know, we're we're talking about this AR rifle, and this is episode two two five. So, is uh, is that the right caliber, or what? I think it's, it's co- it. close. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean,
2: it's chambered in two two three. So, you know, it's,
0: it's we're we're in we're in the area, right? Right. So two
2: two three wild. So that could that could that could you know leave you a couple of extra points to. To jump up to two, two, five.
0: I'm, so I'm, I'm trying to, I'm doing tie-ins yeah. where I can. Okay, just go. doing tie-ins where I can.
1: So um, Argo, I, 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 just want to ask you about the, uh, the, you know, what is, what's going on? What's the difference between Black America and the American populism buying fire on, on firearms?
2: Uh, you mean the difference between? Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> being a Black firearms owner, things are a lot different. Um, and uh, you know, especially with the racial tensions that are going on now, I don't. I think it's becoming more and more. Uh, evident that there are disparities. Um, But even before all this, there were a lot of disparities. I mean, hell, I could walk into certain gun shops here in Wisconsin uh, and people not want to service me or sell me firearms. I, in fact, walked into one and I was incorrectly told and it was intentional that in order to purchase a firearm at that location that I would have had to be in possession of my CCW. That is not state mandate is not federal mandate. Uh, it is just a a piece of, I don't even wanna use the word I was gonna say. Uh, it, it's just a person that was trying to uh, filter his clientele. And it was a way that he could do so uh, without saying, oh, you know, I don't wanna sell guns to black people. But we see it evident, there was a video that was released yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see it, that uh, a firearms owner, I forgot where it was, um denied people service because he didn't want to sell guns to black people and he blatantly said it uh, no way how does a person is it, is it the year 2020
0: yeah
2: what? you would think it wasn't you would think it wasn't but in fact it it is you know and this is nothing new unfortunately this is something that has been going on from the beginnings of of the inception of this country unfortunately so, that's
0: uh, insane. I'm yeah, so sorry. My, my history
2: bad. as a Black American is very different than other Americans. Um, and it's sad that people do not want to acknowledge or admit or recognize it, but that doesn't change the fact that it is. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that to be a victim because I don't believe or subscribe to victim mentality. Right. Uh, I keep pushing forward and try to help bridge those gaps. And that's the purpose of this documentary. The purpose of the documentary is to kind of highlight the fact that Black Americans are no different than anybody else. The color or shade or complexion of our skin has nothing to do with who we are as a people. There are people who are messed up that are all colors. Okay, I don't care who you are. And <laughs> Amen. To, to pigeonhole and to say a thing is germane to a group of people just because of the color of their skin is just the most ridiculous un-American thing that I can think of, uh, but yet and still, People fly, fly a flag of patriotism and still are not inclusive and not accepting of their reluctancy to be inclusive. So well,
1: Argo, I know that you would never choose to be a victim and so that you would say if a person that owned a gun shop denied you a sale and it was honestly because of the color of your skin, that you would just say, I'm not a victim. I'll go somewhere where somebody to appreciate my my money and my business, right?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what
1: Right. So we need to do that because how do you, how could you be in business in America today and be, um, racist? How could you possibly think that you could survive in today's ways?
2: Because I don't think that people who have those ideals or ideas really care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just that that's what they do. That's what they believe. And they're going to live their practices and they're, I mean, I'm sorry, they're going to live their lives and even conduct their business. Uh, you know, that mirror those practices or ideals or beliefs. So.
1: Well, you know, we've been in business for 15 years and we've had some people that come in the store that we've had to deny deny sales to, rather because they don't pass a background check or they didn't have the proper ID. And we have been labeled as racist from time to time because people just want an excuse.
0: They'll use that word inappropriately. Obviously, not always inappropriately, as in the examples that you gave. But um, it, the, the people that we've uh, had that used against us, they, they say we're um, racist against Hispanic people. And so it's like, I think it's just because we have a larger Hispanic demographic here in Arizona, mm-hmm. but uh, nothing could be farther from the truth. And so when, when it truly happens, I think it should be highlighted so that when these um, false accusations come out, it, you can see the, the falsehood for what it is.
2: Let me, let me try to provide a little clarity too because, you know, sometimes people don't understand. I worked in a gun shop for, for years and you scrutinize every person that comes through that door despite color um, and it's very selling guns is a very difficult job to do because it calls for you to be judgmental at times uh, and even I myself have had to turn down other black Americans who wanted to buy firearms and came in the shop whether it's because they uh, you know came in smelling like marijuana or, or because you know they were prohibited, uh, we found out later you know that they were prohibited or something. but before I was working at the shop, there were no people of color working at the shop, and I think every gun shop that doesn't necessarily have people of color working there uh, that turns somebody down is going to get that racist flag flown in front of their shop. Uh, but when I got there, you know I saw the reasoning for the severe scrutiny, and it's mm-hmm. not a raci- It's not racially motivated in every instance, it's not.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
2: I myself, like I said, had to turn people down no matter uh, what their color was. I turned down white kids, I turned down black kids, I turned down Hispanics, and I turned down Asians and Latinos. So, you know, and, and people who are Middle Eastern descent, you know, everybody mm-hmm. has been turned down. And it wasn't yes. because of race, it was because of the law. It was right. because there was something that prohibited them or something that alerted me uh, that there was a problem. And race never once played an issue,
0: never. Exactly, exactly. And that wasn't your um, your experience because you knew that you were being given wrong information. And so- Oh, absolutely. And, and standing right around you are other people not being given wrong information. So it's, you know, that's a right. little easier to identify.
1: Right. So
0: you've been working on this documentary for a couple of years now, and you know, as you said it's it's actually more and more relevant, I think, with every news cycle uh, that keeps coming out because mm-hmm. um as a nation gets more divided right. it's just too easy for our our lizard brains, our simple minded brains to want to try to you know say, "Oh well, all these kind of people." Are like this, and all of these kind of people are like this, and that is nothing could be farther from the truth. So, in your project, as you're trying to help people, you know, see all the blend of how people are, you know, they're not segmented the way that that we we try to to see on the news every night. The news and air quotes. Um, what what do you hope uh, to do with the project? Tell us about the project
2: well you know i I guess (laughs) i read a quote one time that says in a you know in a major motion picture in a feature film the director is god and in a documentary god is the director um (laughs) because (laughs) it's difficult because you're filming a reality which is different than reality television uh, or anything you know reality based that we see in media now Uh, a documentary is supposed to be based in fact it is supposed to be Uh, It is supposed to have uh, anecdotal evidence. It is supposed to have um, things that can be cited and seen to help people relate to the topic that you're talking about. Uh, I have rewritten or revised rather this documentary four times now uh, because there's something major that happens almost every year that needs to be included. And I think that the delay in the documentary has been a good thing. Uh, because a lot of these things would not have been included had I found the funding or obtained the funding right away and gotten it made and gotten it produced. Um, there are definitely things that need to be included uh, that have happened with this whole um, new movement that's going on in America to to right the racial injustices that are happening. So uh, it's definitely, definitely been a labor of love for the last couple of years. But my hope for it Is to shed some light on the differences that we share as Americans that actually should bind us instead of bringing us together. It's okay to be different. It's okay to not be the same. But at the end of the day, we are the same, and it's those similarities and those same differences that make us the same. Because whether I'm black, blue, green, or yellow or polka dot, like. I want the same things that you want. Like, yeah. I want my kids to be safe. I want my yeah. kids to be healthy. I want to be able to safely maintain, protect, and keep the home that I've built. You know, I want uh, uh, to be able to walk down the street and not be judged and not uh, be harassed because of any specific or, or, or you, know, you know, any reason that an individual might have. Uh, you know, we all want the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to enjoy the life that God has given me. We only get one and our time is short and mm-hmm. I don't want to continue to spend my time here on earth having to fight for things that as an American should already be given to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not handouts, mm-hmm. but these are things that are granted by God that have unfortunately been denied to a large portion of the American population.
1: Mm. I must've been living in Shad Argo. I thought that things were getting better. I honestly, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, there, it seemed like there was more racist stuff going on back then because it was this against them, whatever. But as I got older, I it seems to me that the younger generation is more open to everybody the same. What, you know, what's going on?
2: You know, and, and, I, and I do think that. I see a lot more of the inclusive lifestyle with the younger generation, even younger than me. I'm 45, so that generation that's under me is a lot different than even we were, uh, my generation was. But, you know, people always say this, you know, we're living in a country that's more divided than ever. That's BS. Okay. Cause let me show you division when we couldn't even walk down the same street. Right. Let me show you division when I couldn't get a drink of water at a bubbler that, you know, you use, you know, mm. as, as white Americans, let me show mm. you division when uh, I can't cast my vote. You know, my, my mom and, and, uh, and my dad tell me stories about my mom, uh, living in the South. Uh, (laughs) saw a lot of injustice, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm talking about an American citizen who works hard every day. You know, her father would go to try to vote and then he would be, he would, you know, stop wherever the the vote was being held and they'd hold up a a large jar full of beans and say, okay, now tell me how many beans are in here. If you get that right now, you can vote. Or how many bubbles are in a bar of soap? Uh, You tell me that and then you can vote. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? And these are just some of the, the smaller things that have been restrictive to uh, Black people in America. Now, like I said, this isn't me saying, hey, look at me, I'm a victim. This is me stating the facts. This mm-hmm. is what actually happened. These are the mm-hmm. things that are still happening. And people don't necessarily always agree with them uh, because they don't experience it. So a lot of times when you say, you know, hey, certain things are rooted in racism or, or racist, a lot of people who aren't Black don't understand where that's coming from because they've never experienced it. And it's something that's new and foreign to them. But we see it for what it is. Uh, You know, I'm very conservative politically, but I do not agree with a lot of the things that are happening as far as voting, uh, because it is a form of voter suppression. Um, I don't think that everybody is uh, out to stop a black vote, but I mean, I look look at things that are happening in places like uh, Alabama, who's just saying that, If you're going to cast an absentee ballot, now you have to get it notarized. That means you have to know what a notary is. Number one, you have to know where a notary is. Number two, you have to be able to get to a notary. Number three, you have to be able to pay a notary. Number four, Uh, that's not what America's about. I'm sorry, I just don't agree with it. Um, I don't. Uh, You know, and I I think for for such a long time, uh, so many of us have just sat silently by on the sidelines and said oh you know oh well it's happening but now it's becoming a problem uh my right to vote or your right to vote or anybody that 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 walks under this flag that flies that's called old glory Mm -hmm. anybody who who flies that flag has the same right and nothing should be there shouldn't be any differential treatment or 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 actions needed to cast a vote in our country shouldn't Mm We should be able to walk into a polling place and vote. And that's just, like I said, one of the things that I have issue with. But Yeah,
0: no, I I agree. And as you were saying that, I'm, I'm thinking of all the, the hurdles that have been put between law-abiding American citizens of, again, like you said, any color and polka dotted and everything else, and their ability to own, to possess the tools, the life-saving tools of firearms. You know, there are places that, You just absolutely can't have anything, Uh, and there are places where there are sheriffs who sit there in judgment and say, "Well, you know what? I I kind of like this guy. I'm going to go ahead and give him a permit that allows him to go and get, you know, the the a permit to get a firearm. You got to have a permit to get a permit. I have permission Um,
2: to practice my rights as a citizen in America. So thank you for that. Yeah. But and if I mean,
0: go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're, you're good. And if we're against, um, any infringements on any of our rights, we should ag- be against all of our infringements on all of our rights.
2: Absolutely. You know, and I mean, I think that takes us the, you know, I'm a big history fan a big history, buff. um, I think that requires a, a lot of times people have problems with things because it requires them to take stock into what really is and, and it always starts with self. You know what I mean? Because the first thing that people say, well, that's I'm not like that. Well, nobody said that you specifically were. You know what I mean? It's just what is or I don't I shouldn't have to apologize for what uh, other white people did. No, Nobody said you should. Nobody's asking for it. I'm not asking for an apology. Like, I think that's stupid. Uh, But, you know, you have to look at the origin of, of a lot of things. The only reason that gun control laws exist in the first place were because of people that look like me. Mm-hmm. gun laws were not put on the books until the slaves were freed mm-hmm. and then you had freedmen legally now able to purchase firearms so mm-hmm. that's when the first firearm laws really took, took took effect and they have evolved from then uh to now to to you know uh encompass a number of different topics and different things in relation to firearms but the the same laws that were rooted in that same racism still to this day, disproportionately affect people who live, uh, in certain neighborhoods, people of a certain financial status and people of color. So, mm-hmm. and it's not, again, it's not victimization. It's fact supported by data. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it's just a sad fact. It's just a sad Argo. reality.
1: <clears throat> Argo, we have, you know, with the COVID and everything else, the gun sales have been off the roof and with people matter of fact
2: I sent you guys a couple of people so
1: right and right. and and the, Thank you. The, so <laughs> what I, I have good news for you okay the people when I walk into my store at any given time it's crowded mm-hmm. and I can guarantee you that there's never a time that there's not almost every type of person in the store mm-hmm. and it makes me proud every because not, you know there we have people in That's our wonderful. neighborhood that are struggling and they really need help and it'd be terrible to deny them the right to protect themselves terrible but we do see that so i can tell you in our shop what you're talking about doesn't exist
2: well you know i i I know that because i know you two and i know your character um and you know and and even if i didn't uh the word on the street is az firearms is, is absolutely fantastic so that's not you know and like i said i I, I'm in this group on Facebook, uh, most of the people are based here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and in Wisconsin, but there are a few people who have moved from Milwaukee. Uh, I don't, Arizona is a big uh, relocation city for people from Wisconsin. So there are some people who have moved there and they're like, Oh no, I go to AZ firearms. Or, oh no, tell me where Hi. to go. And I say AZ firearms. So you should have had two people come in uh, through this whole COVID thing. Uh, and hopefully they brought other people into you, but uh, you know, personally, I really don't care what your nationality, what your culture, what your religion, what color you are. Like I said, as long as you fly that flag that's red, white, and blue, and has those 50 stars on it, I don't care. However, I am not oblivious to the fact that there are, there are differences and there is differential treatment in our country. Uh, And those are the things that, that, need to change. And like I said, that's the purpose of the documentary. Like like right now, everybody's like, yeah, you know, we're on this whole BLM thing. And I'm like, not me. Like, yeah. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I support the movement. Yeah. I support the fight for uh, uh, um, for removing racial injustices and things like that and, and certain forms of systemic racism. But right. I don't believe that what's going on right now is the end-all be-all answer to that. I like, don't- I would- defund the police. I do not believe that. I do not believe that uh, removing statues and all that is going to do anything. Like, I understand why people want that to happen, but let's look at it in in a reality-based situation. What is it going to change other than that statue not being there? It's going to make you feel good right here, right now, but Mm -hmm. what is it going to change? The change that I want to happen isn't for right here, right now. The change that I want to happen isn't really even going to affect me, Mm -hmm. but the change that i'm going to have happen, ha i'm going to show you this is this is why i want change for that dude mm. right oh for that oh my dude. gosh yeah. you Beautiful. know what i mean that thank you that's why i want change like mm-hmm. i don't care mm-hmm. i mean i care about me because you know what happens to me you know directly affects him and sure. my two daughters but sure. that's not why i want change i don't want change to be glorified right now and to have this 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 facade of of equity. No, that's because it's not going to happen that fast. It's not going to happen
1: tonight. Well, Argo, so, so we have people that are not racist. We have people that are racist and there are people in the middle. Do you think that all the stuff that's going on with black lives matter and all that is going to make things better when they use violence?
2: (sighs) That question is more complex. And I think that you can even understand. Um, Like I said, I support the movement. Okay. Mm -hmm. I support, uh, stopping the things that are killing innocent black Americans. Okay. Mm -hmm. we look at, we could, I could, I could throw a a brick in any direction and, and land on an incident. Okay.
0: Mm.
2: However, I do not support the black lives matter organization. Right. Okay. I think because our fear. What, well, I think it's one. it's been hijacked, you know, um, sure. and it's been used as a political tool. I, mm-hmm. I believe it's my belief, you know, mm-hmm. I, and I mm-hmm. could very well be wrong, but
1: mm-hmm. it's been
2: used as a political tool to help push a certain agenda and help push people one way politically. Mm-hmm. And it has d- done nothing but further the divide and further that. Right. that uh, like I said, I support the movement. I yeah. definitely believe Black Lives Matter. But I put up a post a while ago that that I forgot the brother's name right now. Um, but he said in this post something that was so ridiculously great. Um, you know, words are powerful. And the omission or addition of words could change a whole era. Mm. And you take President Trump. And you take Trump. And, and when he said, make America great again. And this is not my, this is, these are not my words, by the way. I'm not taking credit for this for any of you that saw that video or know who said it. Um, and he said, when, when Trump said that, it, it, it resonated negatively with a lot of Americans, especially people of color because America hasn't been great for us. Okay. Mm. When my grandfather couldn't vote because he had to count the beans in the jar, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's not great.
1: Yeah. You know,
2: but if he would have just taken off the word again and said, let's make America great. Mm. that's something I can get behind that's something I can deal with and then mm. on the flip side of it you know when people say black lives matter and everybody you know people who aren't black are like no what do you mean you know and you know all lives matter or white lives matter or whatever you know blue mm. lives talking about police because there's this association between black lives matter being anti-cop and that's ridiculous uh because if you get rid of the cops whose neighborhoods and whose communities do you think right. are going to be affected the worst anyway so anyway, sure. but. uh you know, when they say Black Lives Matter, like it it, it makes people, it infuriates people who are white, you know? And if they would have just added a word, if they would have just said Black Lives Matter too, Hmm. that changes the whole dynamic of Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because people then say, of course, Black Lives Matter. And it doesn't, it doesn't garner this whole fight and this whole Donnybrook of, of ideals that is happening. And it's just like, what's going on? Like, you know, we're, we're, we're like this when we need to be here. And right. you know what I mean? It's, it's one yeah. hand fighting the other and, and we'll never come together if we continue to have these separate ideals who in their foundation are very, very similar, mm-hmm. you know? So we need to find a way to communicate what we mean mm-hmm. better. I feel, you know,
0: so, I agree. I agree. I think that's but right. I don't
2: But I don't think violence is the answer. Now, this country has been rooted in violence, because that's the original question, Dan. But, mm-hmm. you know, this country, uh, you know, has been rooted in, in, in violence. And the founding of this country came from a violent, you know, a, a violent uprising. I mean, that's just fact. Uh, however, uh, I support the people who are out there protesting, because that's their right. I don't care what you're protesting about. I don't care if it's the KKK guys that want to come out and protest as long as it's peaceful, because that's their yeah. right as an American citizen. I don't have to agree what they're protesting about. I right. just have to agree that that's their
1: right. And right. peaceful, <laughs> peaceful protesting will not give negative results. Peaceful. No, pro- and, and,
2: and in fact, the constitution says we can protest as long as We're it peaceful. is peaceable. Right. Okay.
0: Exactly.
2: So. Do do what you want. Protest until you are blue in the face, but yeah. do it peacefully. And I think that, you, you well, going back to polka dot honey farms, you know, <laughs> get more but get you're going to speak into honey. existence. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to tell, you. know, that's anyway, that's, that's a cash cow. But anyway, so, um, you know, you get more flies with honey than you do yeah. with poop. You know, well, yeah. I mean, sour, but not poop, because flies love poop. But anyway, so... <laughs> But no, but you get, you get more bees with honey than you get with anything else. So,
0: you know. You do. And And I, I think our concern is that, um, people that really have lived in the middle are going to be pushed from out of fear of some of the stuff that they're seeing. They're going to be pushed farther to the, the wrong fringe where they're like, well, I don't know. I, I, maybe, maybe this is a, a, a black white issue, which to me is so completely ridiculous because I always say that I'm like a pound puppy. Like I don't really know what my lineage is. I think I'm, I'm a, you know, just a, a mix and a blend. And, and I think we all are at some level. So for people to, to get up on some kind of major platform and try to act like, you know, well, I am better than that person because of, you know, the hue of my skin, as you say, it's just, compl- it never has made sense to me. I'm so glad it doesn't make sense to me. Um, but at times like this, it, it causes me to, to fear that people that really want to live in that brain space that I live in are going to be like, mm, I don't know. I'm just going to come. I'm going to go over here because it feels safer.
1: And you know what? Less
0: fear you know,
1: You know what though? Why can't we talk about fun stuff?
0: Well, we're getting ready you know, to. Arno,
1: I want to know more, more about this rifle. Mm-hmm. Can you just and that on. rifle is something else no. <laughs> I mean we had we had some serious
2: talk, but it's time to have some fun all right, absolutely, absolutely well, the rifle rifle the rifle is called uh the Bravo Oscar, and that is the military phonetic spelling for b o or black ops, which is the name of my documentary um not body odor by the way <laughs> so <laughs> uh
0: so, I always uh, think in my brain, Bo knows. Remember back in the 80s, oh, the yeah. baseball uh-huh. player, and there was that Bo knows. So. Yeah, Bo Jackson. He was one <laughs> you know of my You know what year that was? 80.
1: 1960? Not 80. Oh, no. 1980.
0: 1980.
2: 80.
1: Right? Bo, Bo 80, Jackson 80, was uh,
2: 1985,
1: 86, 87. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Remember him on the <laughs> baseball card with the bat? Yeah, don't man.
2: forget he was also an awesome football player. He played. For he the Reds. was.
1: He played yeah. three. He played baseball, basketball. No, baseball and football. Football, baseball. Football. But he was awesome. Yeah. yeah.
2: All right. And so then, back he to the into, then he went into. Then uh, he went into MMA. So anyway, but uh <laughs> MMA, what's that? Mixed martial. Oh, oh, no, that's Herschel Walker. I'm sorry. That's Herschel Walker. I, I confused that, you know, black guys all look alike. So anyway, uh, so.
1: I think that's a little, oh. that little racist thing. there. Right but there. Uh, yeah, I, you know, you're here
2: all week. But, yeah. All week, but, uh, <laughs> but no, the rifle is awesome. Um, and I partnered with an awesome company, uh, American defense manufacturing, the, the, well, here, let me give you the origins of the rifle, I build all my rifles, like a lot of Americans. Uh, Because I never really can find exactly what I want when I want to buy a rifle. Uh, And I was always trying to make my rifles ambi because I like to run my rifles from either side. Um, So I was always making guns ambi that weren't ambi. And then I started to look into purchasing guns that were true ambi. But they were so, the price point was so ridiculous for them. uh, You know, I didn't want to pay three grand for uh, an ambi gun. And then something just clicked in me, like, you have a company right here in your own home state, because I love to keep things in my own state and keep the money circulating in my own state that help keep food on my son's table, uh, you know. But uh, uh, And I said, well, let me just reach out to American Defense Manufacturing. And I reached out to them, and they were all on board from the very first time I opened my mouth and started to pitch it. Uh, they're a great group of guys over there. Uh, and they were like they were just all in and they decided that they were going to help me complete this rifle to my specs uh and and then they said that they were going to donate the proceeds to the rifle to my documentary so for every rifle or pistol purchase because there are there is a rifle option and a pistol option we'll talk about in a minute um a portion of the the proceeds are going to help fund the documentary which has been the hardest part is funding the documentary so
0: yeah,
2: American absolutely. Defense Manufacturing stepped up and stepped in like nobody else has since I've you know, gotten this underway. Now, uh, having said that, the rifle is just baller. I mean, I have two versions. I have a 14.5-inch uh, pin and welded version, which is the rifle. It's a carbine with a middling uh, uh, gas system. It's got a Criterion barrel in it. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Criterion barrels. Criterion is also another Wisconsin company uh, but they make some of the best barrels out there. They're very, very accurate. It's chambered in 223 Wild. Um, the muzzle brake, uh, I'm sorry, the muzzle device is from Griffin Armament, which is also in Wisconsin. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm all about my own state. Uh, uh, and it's suppressor ready. So out of the box, this gun is suppressor ready. It's a suppressor interface for the Griffin Armament uh, M4SD series or gate lock series of suppressors. So you don't have to worry about getting a whole new suppressor interface. You just Grab your tax stamp and you're good to go. Um,
0: That's the hard yeah, part, grabbing that tax stamp.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, the weight is the hard part. Gosh. Yes. Yeah. Ah. Still got some in jail that I'm trying to break out. But uh, <laughs> but um, need to do away with that. Oh, my gosh. It just makes so much sense. But anyway, uh, got a CMC three and a half pound flat trigger in all of them. Have a Radiant Weapons uh, Ambi uh, safety selector on them. And I have the Radiant Weapons uh, Talon, uh, I mean, Raptor Charging Handle on it. Um, and it's got mad furniture otherwise. But, I mean, this thing is a beast. And there's an optional package uh, that you can get Cerakoted, uh from Weapon Works uh, down in North Carolina, uh, who does an awesome, awesome job at Cerakoting. I mean, he is phenomenal. Uh, one of the very first and one of the best, in my opinion. But my loyalties to him are a little bit different, though. But he's better known. He's a Marine. Uh, so it's an American based, you know, form of veteran owned company who does just awesome work.
1: That is so where does so a person cool. get this rifle?
2: Now, if you want to purchase the rifle, you can go to the American defense manufacturing website, uh, in the search, uh, field, you can type in Bravo Oscar and it'll mm-hmm. pop up. You can, I believe you can also type in my name and, uh, the two versions will pop up the pistol version and the rifle version. Um, and if you want the Sarah Coat package, just let them know in the notes uh, that you want to get the additional Sarah Coat package. There is no drop down tap of that, but somebody will contact you and, and we'll get you that Sarah Coat package. Um, or if you are on social media, uh, you can, if you're on Instagram, you can click the link in my bio. Uh, if you don't know what my link is or don't know what my social media is, it is Argo J and it's spelled A A A R G O J A Y. Uh, that's three A's, triple A, R-G-O, J-A-Y, Argo J. uh, And you click the link in my bio and it goes directly to the rifle version. Um, But there has been uh, a lot of request and demand for the pistol version, which I didn't talk about, which is the exact same as the rifle version, but it just has an SB tactical pistol brace on it. And it's an 11 and a half inch barrel versus the 14 and a half inch barrel. So but everything else is the exact same.
1: So, all the, all the listeners out there just know that when you order the gun, they can't ship it directly to your home, but you can go through a friendly FFL and they'll take care of the transfer for you.
2: So, if you're in Arizona, you know who you should really use? You should probably call, contact these people at AZ Firearms and they could help you get a Bravo Oscar, I guarantee you. Yeah. As a matter I've of fact, they of should a... probably stock a couple of Bravo Oscars. Uh, Maybe I should talk to the owners.
0: Per- so. Perhaps, yeah. We've we got a contact for you. I'll we, tell you we know I'll a you, guy.
1: I'll tell you what I'd even do one <laughs> step further. Hmm. If they order the gun direct from the factory and they have it shipped and it's that gun, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't charge a transfer fee. all. What? No transfer fee if yeah. you guys, if you guys do it through AZ firearms. Ooh.
2: What? So if you're in Arizona and you buy a Bravo Oscar, that's, that's just one of, that's just a great benefit that just happened now because you know, the purpose of the Bravo Oscar is one to supply Americans with great guns. Number right. one. But number two is to help further the cause of, of, closing this divide between the uh, separate sides of America, the left, the right, the black, the white. So it helps to support the documentary. So every per- person who purchases a Bravo Oscar is also going to get production credits in the documentary. Oh, nice. So, so yeah. cool. Yeah, so you will be listed as a producer in the documentary credits if uh, you purchase a Bravo Oscar or if you donate to the GoFundMe.
0: Awesome. so what's the price point on this have we se- mentioned
2: that yet uh the price point is uh the same as the regular gun uh they they just wanted to put it together and they and that's why i really really t- uh tip my hat to them because they uh they took my suggestions for aftermarket parts uh, for you know like the trigger and um the griffin armament muzzle uh the flash comp on there uh and they didn't upcharge anything you know so they kept it the same as their regular rifle price which is uh, the, It just went up. Of course, it went to 1950. Um, but they're working a deal that it's 1850 without iron sights, and if you want sights, it's 1950.
1: Okay. Very cool. And you're buying it direct from the factory. So with that and a no transfer fee, how could you lose? Right. There's okay. also no tax in Arizona on a transfer like that too. Now yeah,
0: anyway, just gets, so it just gets better and better. Gets better and better. And
2: like I said, you get production credits and you get to help support a cause that is uh, going to help America become a greater place. Uh, None of the proceeds are going in my pocket. Uh, None. Uh, It's not to fund me or to finance me in my personal life. It is to finance and fund the documentary, which is set to help shift the image and the perception of some things that are wrong within number one, the gun community, but as in the American community as a whole.
0: i love it i love it so a couple years ago i had the honor of hosting um what we were calling a unity project panel uh, and it was zoom style like we're doing here on the video and i had yourself kevin dixie maj trey and ken scott and i think you all have your own guns now so we probably need to revisit that because you during that that call was the first time i'd heard you mention that you were getting ready to, to do a gun. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, breaking news on, on Gun Freedom Radio. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, you guys all offer strong examples of being freedom-driven Americans and that you are pushing back against this, and some people won't understand this phrase, but a crab bucket mentality that way too many Americans have that tends to have us pull each other down instead of boosting one another up Towards success and freedom, and I, I, I was so excited to have that moment to sit down with with you all. And basically, I just offered a venue, and and the you guys sat there and just had this conversation, which included things like, okay, everybody all thinks that we're Collier uh, Noir, right? Because there's only one black guy that owns right. guns in Definitely America. Only be one.
1: There can only be one. The Highlander. And We keep an eye on him too. We keep an right. eye on him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That one, that one black guy that owns guns it makes everybody concerned. It's the dumbest. But, um, but anyway, talk to us about that. And what your experience has been um, with different people, and how valuable that is to have a group of of friends that you can go back to and and kind of get refreshed. That not everybody is trying to, you know, pull you down or act like, well, right, no, we've right. got, we've already got somebody like you, so we don't need. We don't need right. to hear. Them to you say. know,
2: when I first hit the scene, there were really only two visible black people in uh, the gun industry, and that was Coleon, uh, and he was fairly new then, and myself, and the first thing that people wanted to do was to pit us against each other, Yes, and um, that never happened. Noir stepped up when I was having some issues. My son's mother developed a condition and he stepped up and in, in support and said, man, if you need anything, I got you. And I didn't even know the brother, you know, uh, and we developed a bond and I I don't consider these dudes friends. I consider these dudes, my brothers.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and there is no animosity. There's no competition between any of us, uh, because there's room at the table for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this table I'm sitting at now, like there's seven chairs here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Six chairs here rather. Uh, Somebody else comes, we just put an extension into the table. Okay. There's room at the table for everybody. Somebody else comes. We put another extension in because there's there's no one way to be you know as an American or as a black American. Uh, I think the, one of the questions that was posed to me when I spoke at um, an Amcon one day was something about can I describe why something is happening in you know as far as the black uh, black America? And I said, I can't speak for all of black America everybody's black experience is different.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. And
2: and I can't speak to, to, you know, to summarize everybody's experiences. Cause I can only experience, I can only talk about my experiences, mm-hmm. but with myself, with Maj, with Ken, with uh, Kevin, with Noir, five dudes that all have their own guns that just happen to be black. Okay. I don't think it's ever, ever really been done like that before. Like the, these five dudes, you know, are probably one of the strongest fists that the gun community has. Uh, uh, and each of these fingers, each of these dudes has their own job, just like each finger on our hand. You know, we have our own lane, we have our own niche, and we work and we intermingle together, we talk together. When I started to, to have ideas for the Bravo Oscar, I talked to each and every one of these guys who had guns out before I did. And it wasn't, hey, you know, I'm coming in competition. No, I'm saying, hey, I'm, I'm building this, help me out. Nobody turned their back, nobody batted an eye, nobody had any ill uh, uh, will or ill words about, hey, well, why don't you not do this because I got this? No, this was like, I'm great. Let's get this gun out because what we want to do is give good guns to the people. You don't have to be black to buy my gun, okay? Mm -hmm. You don't have to be black to buy Noir's Advocate or Ken Scott's Perfectus Elite or KD's Truth or Maja's Solutionary Rifle. You don't have to do that. What you have to be, though, is American and a freedom-loving individual. And that's what our guns are for. That's who our guns are for. Our guns are built to create a bridge over the divide.
1: Mm-hmm. Our
2: relationship helps bridge that divide. Mm-hmm. Now, people don't always agree and, and see eye to eye with what we say. But I mean, I, like I said before, that bec- that's because it causes people to reflect on themselves. Mm-hmm. And the hardest thing that a human has to do is look in a mirror and say, I'm not right. You know, that, and, and that's, that includes me, you know, that includes me. When I s- shifted my lifestyle from certain things and started doing things differently, it was very hard for me to look in the mirror and say, I'm wrong, or I need help, or mm. something's not right, or I did this wrong. You know, I should have done that better. That's very, very hard. And mm-hmm. some people just won't do it. Some people refuse to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that is present with us and then we hold each other accountable also. So the relationship of these five guys that you just named, including myself, uh, like I said, we're, we're brothers, like I'm the oldest in the group, so I'm the big brother, so, you know, those are my little brothers, though, so.
0: No, I absolutely love that, and I, knowing all of you, I guarantee you, they're, they are going to hold you and each other accountable, and I don't think they're going to mince words, I think they're going to give it to you straight, but you know that it's given with the right attitude, and given in love, And, you know, that is not the crab bucket. You can critique and you can criticize. um, And when it's done with the right attitude and done in love and done for the benefit of the other person, that's, I mean, the best you could ever hope for.
2: And I think that's what everybody thought. Everybody thought that we were gonna be those crabs in a barrel. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we were gonna be, you know, nope, I'm reaching for the top, so let me pull you down. Somebody's pulling me down, or I see you getting towards the top, let me try to climb over your back to get there. That's not what happened. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if anything, we used our pincers to pull each other up, you know, instead of pulling each other down. So, you know, when Noir was up there, he did everything in his power to share his platform with each and every one of us. Uh, I did the same, you know. Uh, So, you know, it's like you said, it's all about love and growth and unity versus being selfish. So
0: I love it. Uh oh, I love all you guys too. All right, well we have got to wrap up and let you get back to all those hats that you wear, dad and uh educator Absolutely. and builder of awesome firearms. Um so as we go out Argo J tell folks uh more about how they can follow you, how they can help support the uh the funding of your uh Black Ops documentary. Um any way that that they can get a hold of you.
2: Okay, absolutely. Uh, as I mentioned before, you can catch me on all social media platforms. Even though I'm very neglectful of Twitter and Facebook, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying, but Instagram is just so much uh, of the way that I go because it's you're so connected with the people instantly. Like it says, Instagram. So you know, it's almost an instantaneous connection that I make with the people. And I and I'm a like people look at us as celebrities, and most of us hate that because we're just regular Joes who who want to be of the people and that's what I want. So that's why I, I do, I choose to use Instagram uh, the most. Uh, so you can catch me on all the platforms though at Argo J and that's A-A-A-R-G-O-J-A-Y um, with the ad sign in front of it, of course. Um, and there is a website coming soon. It's ArgoJ.com. It's under construction right now. Um, you can also uh, find information on the documentary on Instagram at Black underscore ops, underscore doc, or black ops doc. If you want to donate to the documentary, you can do that at GoFundMe, um, slash www.gofundme forward slash uh, black ops doc. Uh, And you can definitely do that. Now, anybody who who donates through GoFundMe uh, will also receive production credits uh, in the documentary. Every, unless you specify that you don't want your name mentioned, which some people have because they just like anonymity or privacy, and I get that, uh, but thank you. Uh, uh, those people who decide to purchase Bravo Oscar rifles, you will also get production credits in the documentary. So uh, it's just another part of the way that I'm trying to give back to the people who helped make this happen because it, it needs to be uh, a, a project of the people, by the people and for the people, and that's kind of what uh, the basis is, and that's another reason that's kind of taken so long. But, uh, I think that time has presented itself, uh, for a reason. So.
0: I absolutely love it. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for the example that you set. Thank you for the, the words you've shared with us today. I, I know there's going to be people out there that, that feel like maybe they're arguing against some of the things you said in their mind or they disagree. And I think that's awesome because now they're thinking, right. Absolutely. And, and they can go out there and, and they can, you know, do some more research for themselves, get to know you better, get to understand your, your work and your purpose better. And I, I think it's amazing. So thank you so much, Argo. And now thank you. I, I have to use your, your marketing wisdom and figure out, cause I keep having bees in my backyard and they keep building hives. And so I keep hauling them away and you were like, no, it's, you wear polka dots. It's the polka dot honey farm. Absolutely. Make it happen. Right. I, I got go honey work.
2: farmers. Make it happen. I just I gotta need 2%. Go that. 2%. Okay. That's all I want. 2%. Done. Argo,
1: <laughs> Argo. thank you. Thank you very much for what you do.
2: Oh, no problem. Thank you guys for having me on and always uh, supporting and being there. Uh, and let's use that connection that you guys have to get some Bravo Oscar rifles in your store,
0: in I, that store. I'm telling you, I mean,
1: no, no. No charge for transfers for that
0: gun. We're going to get that done. All right, Argo, you're awesome. Thank you so much. All Thank right. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. <clears throat> wow. So fun. It's
1: amazing to hear him. I mean, yeah. I, it seems like I learned something from him every time we talk. Uh, it, I didn't know. How could a business operate with prejudice? How could you do that? And, and blatant too. Just like... Well,
0: I hopefully it they will just be opting themselves out of business because um, you can't, you cannot do that. And people are not stupid and they will figure it out. And I just, it's just so unfortunate. But, um, but I, I love that he brought that example forward. And then that you replied with, well, sometimes people are accused of racism and there there's really not there because there is both sides uh, of that conversation. but anyway, he's, he's wonderful. I love him. He is just a, a he's, I think he's like nine feet tall <laughs> and he's just a, a, a sweet hearted human being. And, um, I, I love being around him. He puts off such a, a great energy, such a encourager. And, um, anyway, I, I'm, blessed. We're blessed to, to know him and call him our friend and that he spent so much time with us today, but we, well, have got we, to... we
1: have, let's thank, let's thank all of our listeners. Let's do that.
0: Thank you, thank you listeners. listeners. And <laughs> thanks for the
1: awesome guests. Thank you. Awesome.
0: Guests. Thank you. Awesome. Guest Argo J. Um, yeah, we really have to blast out of here, but, um, we so value the time that you spend with us. Your time is your most finite commodity and whether you are watching us on YouTube or gun streamer, or on the OpsLens app, or app, not apt, or whether you are listening at the audio version um, at our website, uh, gunfreedomradio.com, where you click the on-demand tab, and then you can binge listen to your heart's content. Uh, We value that you are taking the time to listen and argue with us in your brain. I love that, Um, and share ideas with you. Oh, Cheryl
1: loves to argue, that's true. No, hey, Cheryl? Let's pray for our country.
0: Okay, let's do it. Let's pray
1: for our leaders.
0: All right. I will pray for all of our leaders. All of them? All of them? All of them, Dan. Liar. Even, (laughs) Even the ones I don't like. Even the ones you don't like? Especially the ones I don't like.
1: Well, okay then. I have no answer for that.
0: Be good to each other. Thanks. Have a great week.
1: Thank you for listening.